Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Nikola and Jamal Murray are one of the most elite two-man game combos in the NBA. Jokic spinning off one foot. That's good. And I think it was on full display tonight. Oh, Jamal Murray from downtown. Coming up on NBA Today, the Nuggets are now only two games away from their first franchise title ever. How Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray etched their names into history last night. And speaking of Denver's dynamic duo, I sat down with Jamal Murray fresh off his 30-point triple-double. He has some thoughts that you're going to want to hear. And yes, they involve some very interesting exercises. And we have the latest on Chris Paul's potential fallout of Phoenix. What does the future hold for him? We are live coast-to-coast from Miami to L.A., Oh, that rhymes. NBA Today starts right now. Hello from beautiful Miami. Take a look at those waters. I am here at Kaseya Arena getting ready for game four tomorrow night. And so are the Heat and the Denver Nuggets. Welcome to NBA Today presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Malika Anderson. Last night, we got to witness history from the Nuggets star duo, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. But we are so lucky. We have a star dynamic duo of our own NBA champions, Kendrick Perkins, Richard Jefferson here to help us break all of this down. I mean, you two, you're the best tandem in television in my book. So I want you to take it away. Talk about the best two-man game in the league right now. Oh, we got it. And look, and let me say this. We're going to go straight to the highlight because we know that I am Batman. He is Robin in this situation. So I am Nikola Jokic. You are Jamal Murray. And that's just okay. Because these two, they were about to etch their name in NBA history and do something that's never been done before. And you start here. Watch this two-man game. It was almost like they were playing not necessarily two on five, but they had a two-man game perk that could not be stopped. Absolutely. And look at it. It's just it's simple basketball. Murray dragging the pick and roll. Jokic uh, rolling to the short sweet spot. But I want you to see this. Quick dribble handoff action. Miscommunication by Bam. Murray makes some pay. Right here. Look at the footwork. Look at the patience on the crab dribble. It fakes the double team. Murray relocates. Dots your eye. Yeah, he dots and looks. Corridor sitting on 44 of the Nuggets. 53 points in the first half. That's not the record, though, ladies and gentlemen. But here, watch this. Again, they take they take the strings them out perfectly. Left hand pass. This move, that's tough. Ooh, that is the, tough. And we got more. Look. Was that a finger roll? No, no, roll? that was the right one. That was, was that right. a finger roll? This is the one that I is this the one right here, Perk, where he rolls? The re-screen. The re-screen. Gets the smaller guy. Vincent does a very good job of battling him, but once he catches the ball, you're dead. Mm. You have nothing to do. And Vincent did a great job defensively. But this two-man pick and roll could not be stopped. Here, just here, late on it. Uh. Knock down threes at an efficient level. So Shooting you don't really find it. percent from the three. Oh, he was putting in work, Big Perk. Would you have been able to guard Jokic in your prime? No. No? Okay, no. I respect your honesty. <laughs> I respect your honesty. No, nah, bro. But here, again, they started doing more dribble handoffs here. Jamal Murray hangs and fades. 
it was just so impressive watching them play and watching their teammates around them because there's cut back doors, they're slicing their movement. Watch right there, they're moving on that weak side. Mm -hmm. Now watch this one. Pump fake, left hand spin. That, there's guards in our league that cannot do that move right there. And Michael Malone, after the game, shared his thoughts. I think it's the first time in, in finals history, or maybe NBA history, that two guys had 30-10 triple doubles. So that's incredible right there. Murray! Oh, Jamal Murray from downtown. The Jokic, yet another triple double. When you're scanning the box score and you see 32-21-10 on Joker's line, what goes through your mind? I think it speaks for itself. 32 points, 20 rebounds, 10 assists. A masterpiece from Nikola Jokic. And so, like I said, he, he, uh, we're running out of things to say. You know, he, he makes the game look easy. I'm really proud of Jamal. That's what champions do. That's what warriors do. They battle back. And I just felt his presence all game long. Gives it up. Murray's jumper's good. Wow. Enormous shot by Jamal Murray. It's a, it's a great duo. Um, you know, their games really complement each other. They have one guy that's, you know, really can score in a lot of different ways. You know, the guy who's setting great screens or handoffs. He can get a bunch of people involved. I mean, this is the right time. If you're going to play your best basketball, I think this is the right time to play your best basketball. It was a historic night for the Nuggets. Nikola Jokic became the first player with a 30-20-10 game in finals history. He's now had three of those bad boys in his playoff career. That is more than all other players in NBA history combined. And then Jamal Murray, meanwhile, he became the first player with 10 assists in his first three career finals games. That's after he dished out 10-plus assists just once in his first 48 career playoff games. And then that brings us to the big one. Jokic and Murray, they became the first pair of teammates with 30-point triple-doubles in the same game in all of NBA history. Yes, that includes the regular season and the playoffs. That's over 69,000 games and 77 years. So it's really easy to run out of ways to describe these two. It's really easy to be left speechless by watching what these guys are able to do. But we are so lucky. I know a man who never runs out of things to say, and that is our friend Kendrick Perkins. It has been far too long, yeah. Big Perk, since you have given us a word of the day. So please, what is the word that you have for these two, for this duo? Well, well, Malika, after two performances like that out of Murray and, and Jokic, it's deserving of a special word. And I'm going Mujan Parr. Okay, Mujan Park. Huh? Wait, here, wait. Here you go, right here. Mujan uh, Park. Okay, wait, really quickly. Let, let's let the rest of the wor world hear the proper enunciation if you don't speak Serbian. Mujan Mujampat. Yeah, that's what I said. Mujampat. Okay, that was good. Yeah, that was that's good. good Mujampat. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Mujampat. You know, Mujampat. Yeah, there you go. Powerful pairing. Okay. Yeah, a powerful pair. Because, listen, they have two type of people in the world, right? They have popular people and they have powerful people. And I, you could translate to basketball, they have popular performances 
and they have powerful performances. And what Jamal Murray and Jokic did last night in the NBA Finals, the biggest stage in basketball, was powerful. Why? Because it moved the needle, not only in history, but it got them to win to even the series up. And every bit of what they did on the stat sheet was needed in that game. They didn't wait on anybody. That two-man game was special. They said, you know what? We coming in on the road in the NBA Finals, and we're going to lead the charge, and we're also going to end it in the fourth quarter when it matters. Listen, both of these guys are special. We can see that with our own eyes. But the thing I want to applaud both of those guys is their conditioning, their stamina, and their will and their self unselfishness for us playing off one another. It's a beautiful thing to see. Now, I actually agree with Perk, but that's not the thing that most impressed me because if you've been watching Jokic, if you've been watching Jamal Murray, you can see this ascension. Obviously, like Jamal Murray said, look, we're running out of words. But this is what impresses me most about the win for the Denver Nuggets. They shot five for 18 from three. That was 27%. Jamal Murray had seven turnovers. The Miami Heat only had four. So when you look at the way that they played, they did, they played great. Their stars played great. Did thing. But Jamal Murray wasn't perfect. He was very, very good. Seven turnovers. Ideally, if your point guard has seven turnovers, that gives fuel for the other team. That gets you out in transition. But you know what? The Heat and Nuggets had the exact same amount of transition points. So none of those turnovers really led to points. So the fact that they could play, while well, you can stare at these numbers and say, these two play great. Five for 18 from three is not great 13 turnovers to four is not great but you still won the game on the road that is the sign of an elite team that's the sign of a locked in team because you got to be able to win games when things aren't going well and two guys had them going well and that's what they rode well well Malika RJ I want to ask ask y'all a question I want to sit in the host seats host seat for a minute because you know although the Nuggets got the win it was a beautiful thing to see it was something that caught my eye, and it was Michael Porter Jr., right? 21 minutes, basically getting benched from about the middle of the third quarter from the rest of the game. Michael Malone went away from him. Now, as a young player, a guy that's on what a max contract, getting paid top dollar, a guy that's that's part of the foundation of this franchise, what do y'all think about that? And what do you think the Nuggets go from here for as his minutes uh, him being on the floor, you know, and his mindset. Well, look, I, I have I have no problem with the coach demanding higher level intensity from a player. He's still a very, very young player, in my opinion. Didn't play in college, didn't play his rookie year, played a season, then got hurt. So, look, he's got a lot of growing up and basketball IQ to raise. But ultimately, you get that done. The reason why you can do that is because of Christian Brown. Yeah. Christian Brown doing what he did. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I was a rookie in the NBA Finals. Yes, we got swept by the Lakers, but I know the intensity. Having to chase around Kobe Bryant, your rookie year and one of the things that they told me when I started the NBA Finals was like you're in the NBA Finals you're no longer a rookie right now you played 82 games you played more postseason games than most players have in five six seven years so you are not a rookie in the way he went out there and played if you know his backstory won a national championship won three championships in high school this is a man that knows how to compete and so that allows them to sit him now you go right back to Michael Porter Jr. just like you have all season that's my opinion. Okay, can you give Malika a chance to chime in? Well, yeah, she's next. Uh, uh, yeah. I, you 
you asked me a question. No, no, no. The, I just want her to talk about one hill of opinion. The train that's going by behind me. You always got to add yourself <laughs> in about being something. Go, go I'm ahead. I'm just giving experience. Yeah, okay. Oh, well, the train that's going by behind me, I mean, it's saying all aboard the Christian Brown Express because 15 points last night, he was so pivotal for what they were mm -hmm. able to do because, Richard, you talk about it all the time. You don't just need a, an epic performance. Clearly, the most impressive thing from last night is what Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic were able to do. But a rookie stepping up in that type of situation, doing what he was able mm -hmm. to, providing that type of spark. There was a play that was, was early on in the fourth quarter where Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, their two-man game, it demands so much much attention that guess who gets open guess who gets to cut to the basket and he's so good at finishing around the rim that he was he was a star in his role last night and sometimes that's what you need we're going to get into that a little bit more later in the show perk i appreciate you uh taking over and asking the questions still to come though on nba today i mean it may be hot and humid out here in miami but the nuggets they turned down the heat last night hear what jimmy butler had to say about that loss plus we're also going to dig into Chris Paul and Phoenix. Our front office insider, Bobby Marks, he's going to lay out the options for the 38-year-old point guard and just how realistic is it that we see him in another uniform. Hmm, that's interesting. And we're just a few minutes away from my exclusive sit-down conversation with Nuggets star Jamal Murray. How does hot tea incorporate into his workouts? You're going to want to hear the answer to that. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting started. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. NBA Today is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Oh, we're jumping into the Miami Heat. There were two teams playing. It wasn't just Jamal Murray, and it wasn't just Nikola Jokic. But these guys, they were going against the Heat starters. Perk, what did you see from their starters? Because, honestly, they played okay, but it wasn't enough to even really impact. This game was pretty much over in the third. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you think about it, their intensity was high. When you when you look at their defensive effort, which we know we need to give the Denver Nuggets a lot of credit, they dominated them in every form and fashion, especially on the boards. Yeah, look at that largest rebounding margin, 25. It was just to see the Miami Heat, I don't want to say they're outworked, 
but they got outplayed. No, they got outworked. Like, no, you can say. I'm, no. I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be no, nice. We, we don't be nice on this. Okay, show. that's yeah, that was that's my fair. fault. That was my fault. Yeah, they got clowned on the board. <laughs> like, it was it was the bully ball. And that's yeah. not something I think we've ever seen. Don't forget when they played against the Knicks, they were dominating. The Knicks were mm-hmm. dominating on the glass against the Cleveland Cavaliers. They didn't get any of that stuff from uh, from the Miami. But I wanted to hear from Eric Spolstra. Here's his words on the game. You know, it felt like at times, you know, some of those missed shots at, at the rim or in the paint, the makeable shots that we've made, you know, the last several months or weeks uh, that, that affected a little bit of our um, whatever going down the other end. Um, and that hasn't happened, you know, a, a lot. One thing about Coach tonight, he, he knew how they were going to come out aggressive, and we just didn't, um, you know, we didn't match the, the force um, that we needed to. We didn't play with the force we needed to play with. Um, you know, I think that was their objective to get in the paint, get inside, and, and use their size and uh, physicality. You mentioned the effort. Why do you think it was so lacking tonight? I don't know. I can't answer that. Uh, maybe, you know, we're at home. We think we did something. I, I don't know. It just can't happen. It won't happen again. And it starts with myself. Um, you know, I, I got to lock in on a defensive end. I got to go up and, and, and get loose balls. So um, I think if I start playing and doing that, then everybody else has to follow suit. Back in Miami with our Hall of Famer, Mark Spears. And, and Mark, you were in the building last night alongside me. What was your biggest takeaway watching this game, especially from the Heat's perspective? The Nuggets are still doing the same thing. Mm. And Jeff Green was mic'd. I'm glad they mic'd Jeff Green because he was saying some great stuff. And he was yelling at Jamal Murray. He was yelling at the Nuggets, finish the game, finish the game, finish the game. And I feel like in game one, in game two, and in game three where it actually got down to 10 points uh, in the last like 90 seconds or so, the Nuggets still don't finish the game. Mm -hmm. They keep taking their foot off the gas. And if you look at the talent, they're, they're much superior, they, especially with Tyler Hero out. They should be beating this team in, in strong fashion. But as Jeff said, they're, they're just not finishing the game. Well, the two lowest scoring outputs for the Miami Heat have been in their two losses yeah. in these finals. You mentioned Tyler Hero, which yeah. was such a spark plug for them in the regular season. What's the latest you're hearing on when we could see him? Well, uh, Eric Spolstra, the coach of the Heat, says he's not cleared to practice yet, or actually not cleared to play yet. He is practicing. He's getting contact from the coaches. He made a brief cameo at practice today, or what the media is able to see. Uh, he had a glove on. He gave a nice handshake to one of the security guys, dribbled around a little bit, did a little couple fake, you know, shots that I do on my couch. But he <laughs> actually, he never actually took a shot. And uh, that's not to say that the practice facility, which is next door uh, in this place, uh, he didn't go in there and shoot. But, you know, Spo said he's not ready. And, and I asked Spo, and I asked Jimmy, and I asked Bam, and I asked Kevin, where is he mentally? Yeah. And they, they, he said, they all said he's fine. But even Kevin Love, who says he's pretty close to him, he said, like, I'm, I don't know. I think he might just be telling us some coach speak that he's fine. Kevin Love missed some time in the finals yeah. uh, in 2015, and he knows how much this hurts. Uh, but everybody's saying that he's fine now. I'm still holding out hope that he'll get out there. The Miami Heat have unique perspective on this. Bam on a bio missed two games in the 2020 NBA Finals, and so they know what it's like to be on the sidelines watching your team battle without you. I want to bring Richard and Perk back into this conversation because, guys, given all of the information that Mark just gave us, Perk, what are the Miami Heat going to need to do to even up this series heading back to Denver? Jimmy Butler 
My brother. Your brother. Are you good? This is the NBA Finals. I mean, he's been on record saying playoff Jimmy is not a real thing. And I'm almost on the verge of saying I believe him. He has been not living up to the hype, the expectations, hell. I, he has not even even been producing on the offensive end. He has game one. He was seven. He was six for fourteen. Game two, seven for nineteen. Last night, eleven for twenty-four. Right? Where's the same energy that I saw when he was going at Drew Holiday? When he was telling Drew Holiday you couldn't guard him in the first round? What was that same energy when he was calling timeouts, mimicking Grant Williams, and you know talking that noise and, and playing with that passion, like? This is the NBA Finals. Do somebody have to piss you off to get ready to go out there and ball? <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm, I don't understand what's happening right now. For him to go in this post-game interview last night and say, oh, we got to have better effort. I got to be better um, with effort. Well, you wearing a shirt that says, that says four more or first to four? Like, you're not playing like it. Real talk. I, you know, I actually agree with Perk on this. I, I, I think, no, no, because I say it from the standpoint of that the Miami Heat have always followed Jimmy Butler. When he was talking about mm. Grant Williams, I hope that wasn't the answer. When he was looking at Drew Holiday down by five in Milwaukee, talking about I own you, I own you. There is an energy and a confidence that Jimmy Butler plays with that all of us applaud. And I truly feel that it's been missing a little bit. Now look, it's 2-1. This isn't this is this is going to be a long series, but like Jimmy Butler on Jamal Murray. Now Jamal Murray had to, had seven turnovers, but ultimately Jamal Murray's cooking in this series right now. He is playing well. So I just look at Jimmy Butler he is a fearless leader. He is the face of the Miami Heat franchise. And so to see any kind of like breaks in that armor, it looks a little funny because Jimmy's always like, we're going to get this done. We're going to come back here and get a win. I mean, Jamal Murray walked into Jimmy Butler house with muddy shoes on and tracked up mud all on his fine rugs last night. That's what happened. That's what happened. I, I get the metaphor. Yeah, yeah that's this what happened. This is why I have a no-shoe house. <laughs> yeah. No shoes in my house. Take that's outside. That's cool. You leave, leave him outside. outside. I don't know if that's from living in New York City. Yeah. That's, that's, that's gross. Leave Here's the thing. Outside. It's been a small sample size, Mark Spears, but yeah. so far we've seen the team that gets punched be the one to punch back, mm. and Miami is hoping to be that team tomorrow night right here on ABC. Mark Spears, thank you so much for spending thank some you. time with us here on MDA Today. Coming up on our show, I am going to sit down with Jamal Murray after his 34-point triple-double. He tells me where the Jokic-Murray duo ranks in the league. Where do you think, Mark? Uh, it's too early, man. I, oh, I, I, early. I, you know, I'm old school. I ain't going to vault them it's just near yet. the top. That's coming up on the other side of the break. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Nicola and Jamal Murray are one of the most elite two-man game combos in the NBA, and I think it was on full display tonight. Shot clock at two, Murray. Oh, Jamal Murray from downtown. Jokic backs in. Just too big and too strong. By far their greatest performance as a duo in their seven years together. Two 30-point triple-doubles here in game three for the Nuggets. This is what I do. This is what I've been doing for my whole life. This is what I've wanted to do my whole life. Is this the best basketball that we play? I don't know. As long as we're winning games, I think. Let's take a look at who is ready to go. Brought to you by On The Go and Jamal Murray. He continued his stellar postseason play last night in the Nuggets Game 3 win over Miami. He dropped a game-high 34 points, added 10 rebounds, 10 assists to get his first career postseason triple-double. He has four career playoff games with double-digit assists, with three of them coming in the first three games of the 2023 NBA Finals. Here's the deal, though. It's not just the passing that has stood out for Jamal Murray in the postseason. Take a look at these numbers. He has the highest career scoring increase from the regular season to the playoffs in NBA history. And number two on that list, oh, yeah, that would be his teammate, Nikola Jokic. I sat down with Murray exclusively just before our show. Michael Malone said that Wednesday's performance, it was the best game that you and Nikola Jokic have had in seven-plus years together. Do you agree with that? Um, I'm sure we can pull up a game or two that we did pretty well together. Um, I think on the biggest stage, yeah, I think that's the when it mattered most. I think that's the best game we've had so far, yeah. Two pairs of teammates, or a pair of teammates rather. A pair of teammates has a 30-point triple-double for the first time in NBA history. In the regular season, in the postseason, in the finals. When did it sink in for you that you were in the midst of making history? Oh, I didn't know. Somebody just told me to grab a rebound with like a... <laughs> less than a minute left and I was like all right I had one hand at the time I was let me just try to grab it um I didn't even know I had tennises so um like I said it's a cool stat uh you don't look too much into it but it was cool to be the first time for anything I was with you your rookie year and you and Nikola Jokic were coming off of the bench just to put into perspective I know now it's easy to look around and be like oh it's just a number but what was a good game for you back then <laughs> come off the bench I was backing up Gary Harris Moutier Jameer Nelson um I'd say like 15 points in my 15 minutes was probably probably decent. But is that kind of wild to think about? That at one point, 15 points, 15 minutes, that's what you were looking to achieve, and now it's all of this? Yeah, it's, it's always uh, finding motivation. You know, like when you're, uh, you know, when you're in high school, you're looking to try to get to a good college. When you're in college, you want to get to the league. When you're in the league, you want to become a starter. When you're starting, you want to become a star, playoffs, championships. So it's, just building, building your block, and uh, having something to strive for, I guess. Did you and uh, Nicola always get along? Yeah, yeah. Um, just a feel thing, like I say, it's a trust thing, and we uh, have great chemistry. Always trying to make the right reads on the court. 
I ask because I think of you know someone like Chris Middleton and Giannis. They were coming off the bench. They didn't always get along, and it wasn't because they didn't like each other. It's because they were competing. It's because they were going at each other in practice and then yielding all of this. Did you ever have those moments with him? Not really. It's more of a teamwork thing. Um, if we didn't play well, we we knew how to own up to each other. Uh, we knew what we needed to do different. And um, you know, sometimes I make a mistake and go right to him and be like, my bad, same thing on his, on his end. So I just think it's just acknowledgement of what we're both capable of and um, trying to figure out, just trying to win a basketball game. You said that you only had one hand to go up for, for that rebound. What's going on with your hand now? Just uh, It was just a rug burn, but the skin came off quite a bit. <laughs> quite a bit. So it was stinging. It was hot during the game and um, just very uncomfortable. When you were younger, though, you used to do pain tolerance exercises and drills, didn't you? Tell me about that. Yeah, I did um, <clears throat> squatting with, like you said, T on my uh, on my quads. I had to squat there for a while. Um, a lot of time without a clock, so you didn't know how much time was left, which is a little bit different mentally. Um, and then uh, we had this big maple tree in the front yard, and so during the fall, like the leaves would fall off, and it would be cold, and so I would learn like picking up the leaves with my bare hands, like it would strengthen my hands. So when we get in cold gyms, it's like it's like nothing. Like it doesn't even matter how cold the gym is, how hot the gym is. Um, so just little things like that helped me out and um, build my threshold. Aaron Gordon, when we sat down the other day, I asked him to rank where you and Nikola Jokic are as a duo, and he said top three, and not one, and not two. Do you agree with that assessment? I mean, not three, not, not two. three, and not two. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've seen that. Um, I don't know. I, 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 that's when we're playing, we're in that mode. Yeah, I feel like there's nobody better than us. I think um, it's hard to find a game where we both played really well and lost. And um, so, you know, we just, there's just a certain level of comfortability that we play with um, night in, night out. You know, when the goals get tough, we know how to settle down and get what we want, get what we're looking for, get a good shot. Um, I think a lot of teams don't have that, even if they have two guys, you know, it's a tougher shot or not everybody else is involved, you know, so I think we just complement each other and give each other space to work and know that we have counters behind it and we're both good enough to not only create for ourselves, but create for others. Your joy for the game is so clear, it's so apparent, particularly after everything you went through working back from your ACL injury. Was there a, a mantra in, in the spirit of the Kung Fu, of the, the mindfulness that you were talking about earlier that you would tell yourself when you were at your lowest moments in those times? Um, yeah, it's tough to, to project or see those moments um, happen in your head when you can't really go up, the, go up and down the stairs. Um, but when you're working towards a goal, you can kind of picture or envision yourself. Um, like I wanted to come back and, and, and jump higher. Um, that was one of the things I wanted to be a little bit more athletic or vertical um, with my legs. So I knew I had to put a lot of quad work and a lot of uh, weightlifting. Um, and when I did that and I saw the improvement and I saw, okay, I can, now I can do both feet, I can go left, right, right, left. Um, I saw the, like, month by month, I saw it start to grow. And the numbers on the isokinetic machine go up. Um, that's when I was like, okay, if I, keep, if I keep this up, I got, what, 14 months left? I got, I'm already, you know what I'm saying? So, um, 
it was just seeing the progress and seeing that I could actually accomplish my goals in terms of what I wanted to accomplish. Um, it just took off from there, and I could start to envision it. Then when I got back on the court, it was like, okay, this is how I want to move. This is how I envision myself, and it was just tuning up, fine tuning from there, you know, um, and just getting back to getting back to me. How loud did the voice get of? maybe you won't be able to get back to where you are right now. I wasn't, it wasn't really getting back to where I was. Um, like, I'm always gonna figure it out, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna figure it out. Um, it was just being a step slower. That was what, that's what was like really bothered me, being a step slower, not jumping as high, feeling pain when I jump, because I was feeling pain all the time. So if pa painful jumps uh, bothered me in a sense, or mentally. Um, and so I was worried I was going to have that for a very long time, and that would affect me during the game. Um, that would be the reason why I wouldn't be playing up to par. Um, I wasn't really making shots or doing a little spin move or making the right pass, making the right reads. It was everything else. So I've always had the confidence. I just need to, a little boost at the beginning, seeing, my, seeing the progress and um, knowing that it'll come. Last question for you, Jamal. How did all of that put this your first NBA Finals appearance into perspective? Yeah, I mean, if you stick with it, um, if you believe in it, um, put the work in, blood, sweat, and tears, you'll get the result. And I think uh, I've, done, I've definitely done that um, from a young guy, young kid coming up. Um, just to see it full circle now, almost full circle now, um, is really a blessing in knowing that not only I can do it, but we can do it. And uh, I'm also inspiring people that have gotten hurt um, to be able to come back and, and have that kind of confidence. Um, I think that's really cool. Two more. Thank you. Two more. Thank you, Jamal. Let's do it. As always, thank you, Jamal, for the time. See what Jamal Murray and the Nuggets have in store next in Game 4 of the NBA Finals tomorrow on ABC at 8.30 Eastern. And we also have a double dose of Countdown to get us started, 7.30 Eastern on ESPN. And then it continues at 8 on ABC. A story that captured the basketball world yesterday. Our front office insider has the very latest on Chris Paul's situation with the Suns. Could we see the Hall of Fame guard elsewhere next season? Well, that's interesting. We'll be right back with the answers to that. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're watching NBA Today, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. The Suns, they are reportedly considering waiving Chris Paul. That is what our senior NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski, is reporting. Now, Phoenix would have until June 28th. That's Paul's guarantee date to make that decision. But in the meantime, Woj also reports that the Suns are exploring possible trades for Paul and for DeAndre Ayton here as the team continues to reshape its roster going into the next season. So I know I have so many questions here. There is a lot to break down. And who better to help us do that than our front office insider, Bobby Mark? So, Bobby, let's just start here. Back up a couple of steps and explain, please, the decision that Phoenix is facing. Yeah, Malika, we're looking at three different options that the Suns have leading up into that June 28th guarantee date of his $30.8 million contract. The first option is, is there a market out there for Chris Paul when it comes to a trade, right? Is there a team out there that is willing to send back two or three players for that Chris Paul contract. Remember though, only 15.8, the guaranteed portion, counts in a trade. So Phoenix can't trade for three players earning $10 million. You'd have to guarantee more of that salary. The second option is certainly the waiver process, right? Up until June 28th, Phoenix can waive that contract, take on that $16 million cap hit, they would have the $5 million tax mid-level exception. It would also allow them to re-sign Chris Paul to the veteran minimum exception. And then the third option is waiving Chris Paul, taking that guaranteed portion, stretching it over five years. They would not be allowed to re-sign Chris Paul. That gives them a bigger exception, $12.2 million, to go out and fill out their bench possibly. It also allows them flexibility below the hard cap, which is at 170 million, to go out and maybe facilitate a sign and trade for one of these marquee point guards that are out there. Okay, so that's the team's side of all of this. But if he is waived, Bobby, what is next for Chris Paul here? Well, I think you're looking at certainly would he be willing to go back to Phoenix if they do not use that wave and stretch provision. The most they can sign him to is the $3 million veteran minimum exception. I think the two teams that we're going to have our eyes on are both teams in Los Angeles. When it looks at the Clippers, who are in need of a point guard, they would also have the veteran minimum exception. And then, of course, the Los Angeles Lakers, who have more money to give Chris Paul with one of their bigger exceptions. It's important to note, though, Chris Paul would not be allowed to double dip. You can't take your $16 million from Phoenix. They make $12 more million from the Lakers. There is an offset in that contract here. So certainly the Lakers would have more money to give him, but all eyes would certainly be on both Los Angeles teams. Interesting. I know everyone's ears are perking up when you say L.A. You think of LeBron James and the friendship he has with Chris Paul. Of course, we've seen LeBron team up with some of his friends before. I'm thinking about Carmelo Anthony and how that ended up going. There's a lot to think about here. Bobby Marks, thank you so much for taking the time to explain it to us. I want to bring Richard and Perk back into the conversation because, gentlemen, I am very curious what you think the best option to this is. Rich, I want to start with you because you're who sent this to our group chat yesterday. What what are you thinking about all this? I I think the league should be scary or should be scared in my 
opinion. I think the league should be scared because you all of a sudden see a team with a lot of talent. And you talking about Devin Booker. You're talking about uh, Kevin Durant. Now they have an opportunity because I everything that I've heard, I've heard and seen. DeAndre Ayton's gone. So if DeAndre Ayton is gone, he is still a 20 and 10 center that's 23 years old, 24 years old. There are going to be teams that invest in him. So if you can get a dominant, uh, if you can get a dominant wing uh, defender, if you can go get some bench depth, you can get two players for DeAndre Ayton. If you wave Chris Paul or whatever you do with Chris Paul, that gives you space to go add more pieces. Now all of a sudden, a team that was very top heavy in it, their bench was depleted. They were basically playing four on five with all due respect to the fifth, whether it was Wainwright or uh, Torrey Craig. They needed more on that court, and now they've put themselves in a position to go do that. And I'll add one more thing. They have a brand new owner with a lot of money that wants to spend money. So that right there, to me, that means that the Phoenix Suns are in a very very good position to go and, and, and make a lot of noise. You know what? <clears throat> Chris Paul to the Lakers would shake up the league. You know why? why? We heard LeBron James talking about retirement and we know damn well he's not going anywhere. But what it did make me realize is that is he losing a little motivation right now? Pairing up with one of his great friends in the point guard CP3 will give him that uh, extra juice to say, you know what, I'm excited about coming back to next season. We know that CP3 want to win a championship. And you know who else would benefit the most out of that? It would be Anthony Davis. The last time the Lakers won a championship, I cannot harp enough how important Rajon Rondo was to Anthony Davis. Putting him in position, easy baskets, easy lobs at, at the basket, picking pops. Can you imagine CP3 and AD in the pick and roll? It would be dangerous. With the pieces they already added, CP3 would be the missing piece, and they don't have to take a gamble. We're trying to go get a, a Kyrie Irving or a sign and trade in Fred Van Vliet. Again, the Lakers just went to the conference finals. Yes, they got swept, but the journey that it took for them to get there, and you could add a player like CP3 who could still come in and deliver, it would be scary for the rest of the league. Woj is reporting that June 28th, obviously, is the date they have up until, and, and conversations are still ongoing about Chris Paul's future. We will keep you updated every step of the way. But coming up today on our show, Perk, I heard you've been a little cold on your bets lately. Ooh. What's going on, my oh, friend? freezing cold. He's the cooler. That's how I like to He's sleep. He's a cooler. I like to sleep with a cold. Yeah. Well, you've yeah. been sleeping on your money. Well, we're going to yeah. see if we can make y'all some money coming up next. <laughs> It's time for today's DraftKings Sportsbook predictions. Now, look, Not big it. perk. Yo, yo. Like, I know you've been giving a lot. You've been on Jimmy Butler. You've been on Michael Porter Jr. You are shooting far worse than all of them, <laughs> right? So, like, I, look, people at home, he's been strong. Look at look at his, his prop bets, perks prop bets in the NBA Finals. Four and eight. You know when they say daddy needs some new shoes? Well, you ain't getting them if you keep going like this. So instead, we've been giving you what to do. Mind you, I was three, uh, three for three yesterday. I said Jamal Murray was going to hit three plus threes. He was going to hit his assist okay. numbers, and he was going to hit his scoring. So I was three for three. You were 0 for three. What, what? So I don't know. I'm running this segment, player. I'm running host. So oh, this do is what we're going to do. This do, do. I want to know this. Instead of picking them for you and then asking a question, we're going to let you pick. All right, more or less points in game four. You can pick any one of them who you got, more or less. More or less, I'm going with 
Jimmy Butler, more points. He's going to have more than 27 points. He will bounce back. This will be his first game in the finals that he will make his imprints and put his finger marks 10 toes deep in these finals offense. All right, all right, all right. We got that. So now assist. More or less assist in game four. Look at these numbers. Oh, I'm going with Bam. Bam, Bam with the over. Four assists. The ball is going to be flying. He's going to be an initiator, the point center offensively. The Heat will knock down more shots. I'm going with Bam in the over. Okay, and last is rebounds. More or less rebounds in game four. Oh, this is easy. <laughs> this is easy. Give me they the big fella. It, Give me the big fella. He's oh, cleaning man. up the glass like Windex. He will have over 13 Don't touch rebounds. It, bro. You know, we can't I could touch whatever I want to touch. Hey, look. look. The Are great you sure? Thing, listen, the great thing about it is that I'm four and eight, but I still got a lot of game, a lot of games to to make it. How many games do you think this is gonna go? Oh, it's going seven. Anyways, I don't care. DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of the NBA, and during the NBA Finals, new customers can bet five dollars to win two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Use code NBA today when you sign up. We will be back in sixty seconds. And well, also, don't you do listen care. to Perk. You don't do listen care to Perk. because I you were not. I well, I, it's part of my job, bro. bro that's yeah, not part is. of your job. Yeah, NBA Today is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. We are out here in Miami getting ready for tomorrow's game four. And ahead of today's show, I caught up with Nuggets head coach Michael Malone. Historic is sort of the easy way to describe what they did. Kendrick Perkins on NBA Today tried to use Serbian to describe it, and I'm not going to try because neither he nor I can pronounce it. But you've been there every step of the way through the lowest, the hardest moments, and then you're on the sidelines for this. How would you describe it? You know, first, I wasn't even aware they both had triple doubles until I looked at the stat sheet. I'm not into the player stats. I'm into the collective unit trying to win the game. But when I looked at the stat sheet and I realized both guys have 30-point triple doubles, I was like, this has never happened before. Couldn't have happened before. Um, but throughout the game, I could tell from even before the game started that our guys were locked in. We owned our disappointing effort in game two, all of us, myself included. And then we had an opportunity to be better, and they were. And Jamal was present, he was engaged, he was aggressive, and he was confident. And Nikola just did what Nikola does. I mean, 30, 21, however many assists he had. Uh, those two guys have been playing at a high level for seven years together. And last night was by far their best game as a duo in that seven-year span. And it could not have come at a better time. So Jokic once again with the first 30-20-10 game in finals history. He's now put up that stat line three times in his postseason career. That's more than all other players in NBA history combined with Wilt and Kareem each having done this once. So that's an all-time stat line, right? But was it an all-time great game? That's what I'm curious. It seems like it's the perfect time for Big Perk's big list of big-time performances. Yeah, a finals performances. And it's key words, Big Perk. And starting off at number five is Jokic. Run it up here. Here we go. Big time performance last night. Game three on the road. What did he have, Richard Jefferson? You know what he had. I know exactly what he had. 32, 21, and 10. Straight dominated in great fashion. Going at number four. Running. 
Bam! We up there. LeBron James, game six, down 3-1. One of the greatest comebacks in NBA history. The greatest. Finals. The greatest. The greatest because you. you was part of it. Thank you. 48 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 4 steals to force a game seven. Is that Richard Jefferson making them pass? Woo! It is. Coming in at number three, the Kang, he was right there. Coming in at number three, here we go. Run it. Bam! MJ. The flu game. You know why it was so special? Forget the game winner. Forget that he had to get, get IVs. He was in altitude and he was sick. Most guys sit out now because they got a little sniffles. Not MJ. Look how drained he was. And to go in the hostile environment and do what he did and walk out of there it's with the dub in great fashion. It's good to see him and Pippen getting along. Yeah, yeah finally. It's good to see him <laughs> yeah, and getting like, along. That's <laughs> how people feel about you and I. Here we go. Coming in at number two. Run it. Bam! Giannis Antetokounmpo. You remember what he did in game six. They say the freaks come out at night. Damn it, he did because it got nasty for the Phoenix Suns in that game. We talking about 50 points, 14 rebounds, and five blocks. Straight dominant all across the board, and it was in the closeout game. Last but not least, Rich, you gonna love me for this one. It would never be replaced in NBA history. Greatest. Magic Johnson. I think he, it's. I think it's the greatest individual performance we have ever seen on a basketball court. I'm not talking about 100 points, 81. That right there is the greatest you, performance on the court. You know why? Why? No Kareem, and he done it his rookie season. 42 points, 15 rebounds, 7 dimes. So listen, again, it's key, Malika, because it's big perks, big list. Really not quick. your list, not Richard list, yeah. my list. Let me tell you no. why it's wrong. Let's We're tell you why it's wrong. We're not going to talk about MJ and 98. Go ahead, The number one performance when I sent home Tim Duncan had 20, 20, 10, Again, this 100. is big perk glitch. No, 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 no. This no. is big perk glitch. This is big perk glitch. You know you can't That's move That's going to do it for us here <laughs> on NBA Today. <laughs>